All right, folks, welcome to this brand new podcast, unnamed for now. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm super excited to, to get this uh, this going. My name, of course, is Francisco. You can find me streaming on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash fpabalouche. And here we have a couple of very, very special fellow streamers as well. Starting off with the one and only Everos. Evan, how are you doing, man? I'm great. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Evan. Uh, I, I also stream on Twitch under the name Everos. Uh, usually doing some modern content, and occasionally I, I play around with some some legacy and stuff like that. Yeah, and this is what we're here for. Modern. Um, I we basically talked about getting a modern podcast going on since we didn't really see too many podcasts that were modern focused, right? Like a lot of people talk about. Um, modern on the fly, but they also touch on historic, and they also touch on uh, you know other formats. At one point, people were talking about pioneer. Like that's that <laughs> that that didn't go particularly well. Uh, but um, but yeah, so we wanted to be a, a modern focused podcast. And if you're saying modern, you cannot say modern without saying spider space, right? <laughs> so our second guest here today, Gabe. How you doing, man? Doing, doing well. Yeah, yeah. I uh, definitely am the the modern specialist. I've been doing modern for probably too long at this point, really. <laughs> uh, but you, no such thing, man. Maybe, maybe. Uh, you can find me at Twitch. Uh, it's Twitch slash uh, Spider Space, uh, just like it sounds. And then I am Spider Space MTG on Twitter because apparently there was a Spider Space out there. I'm sure it was an actual spider. And it just it just threw off my whole groove. <laughs> wow, that's brutal. That's brutal. Uh, but yep. So I've been talking to to Evan for a while about doing something something together. And uh, the fact that uh, we received some very very sweet spoilers because uh, Modern Horizons Two is going to be coming up soon. Uh, we thought, well, I mean, let's see what happens if we put together a podcast, right? We can. Use it as an excuse to, you know, hang out a little bit. Hopefully, discuss some some real uh, modern strategy, or in this case, uh, some real modern content, and see see where we can go from there. And boy, like Modern Horizons came out with a <laughs> coming in strong, some huh? <laughs> some serious Dude. heat right out of the gates. Sweet, sweet stuff that happened. Um, and in case you've been living under the, under a rock, or you just don't follow magic at all for whatever reason, why, why are you here? First of all, and second of all, counterspell, counterspell is gonna be coming into modern. I, 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 I got no words, so I'm gonna let you guys take on tackle this one. I have been waiting for counterspell in modern since I started playing modern about ten years ago. Uh, as soon as I knew about the format. Counterspell was like the number one thing I have wanted. Um, I've always played control. My focus has always been some kind of a control shell, you know, whether, well, I guess you maybe wouldn't call Jeskai Geist a control deck, but it was, it was a deck that would play counterspells. It was kind of controly. I have always wanted this card, and I've been telling people for the last 10 years a day will come where we will get this card in modern. And we finally got it. Like, I, I'm just so excited. I, I can't wait to put this in literally every deck I'm going to be playing. <laughs> like, all of them. <laughs> I never have to play Mana Leak again. It's, it's just so exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Very exciting. That, that, that I think it's like the... My thoughts on this, basically, is... First of all, I don't think that Blue re- really needed a boost. <laughs> Blue's, yeah, Blue's pretty strong. <laughs> Blue has been getting some, some, some spice it, for a while now. It did um, take a big hit. Um, Blue definitely took a, a really big hit with the recent bans. Um, losing Uro, losing Mystic Sanctuary... Um, Field was a big engine in a lot of blue decks, so while it feels like in recent times blue has been really strong, I think in very recent times since these bands, it 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 hasn't been nearly what it's been the past like year, you know. Um, Sanctuary especially, Sanctuary was a huge hit because Sanctuary propped up so many important blue cards, like for example Archmage's Charm. That card was all over the place and with Sanctuary gone, it's just not filling the same role that it was filling. Like, it's still fine. You're still seeing it pop up. But, like, I mean, it was really popular before. But now that you can't, you know, draw two, put it back on top of your deck, and, like, you know, have it always be omnipresent, it's it's not nearly what it was. And that was, I mean, that was a lot of blue strength was, was just Sanctuary in general. Um Yeah. So, Although I guess in particular it was a little bit too much. It was oh definitely definitely <laughs> it, it was too good. It was definitely too good. But I I would just say that like while in in a larger snapshot blue has been really good lately, it, it's been a bit weaker. I, I would say I would say the best strategies in modern right now do not in most of them do not include blue, um, at least not as a primary. Like yeah these these bring to light four color strategies. Technically one of those colors is blue, but. Well, you also have is it prowess as one of the best decks, but it's not, you know, it's blue isn't the number one. It's like the backseat help your your red decks out. So it's like we had blue soup, and then they were like here ban ban ban, and then red kind of took the charge, and now they're giving you back counterspell to to try to get you back up on top. But I, it doesn't strike me as as impactful as force of negation was for all these like blue soup strategies though i will say i am not necessarily looking forward to just like oh <laughs> two blue mana guess you're just good for the rest of the game like if you gave my aether vial draw a card then then we're on kind of a similar level because it's like <laughs> yours is just never a dead draw <laughs> yeah um that yeah. that is definitely a big thing like so so before counterspell the the go-to two mana counter spot was one of three things usually depending like deck depending it's usually mana leak remand or usually this would play as like additional mana leaks usually weren't playing like a bunch of them but logic knot was the other one is the one that could kind of like scale into the late game better um but now you've got the one that is as long as your mana can support it you know as long as you can support blue blue starting on turn two um this one, there just it's no scale. It just scales perfectly into the late game. It's as good on turn two as it is on turn ten, um, which is fantastic. Um, I will say that I think maybe I'm maybe I'm you know over evaluating this, but mana leak is counterspell like such a high percentage of the time in modern. I feel like modern you know modern games don't always run that long. And, like, it's a counterspell most of the games. I don't think... 
like it, it might feel different on the other side of like oh man just counter spell just gets me but it's like i think mana leak would have done it in a lot of spots and mana leaks easier on the mana and whatever it, yeah i mean i the, the difference i think is on number one one of them you can play around the other one you can't right yeah. so i think that that is that is going to be the biggest deal of of them all in my opinion because like very often you you find yourself because you know usually I am the one playing against Manalik more so than the one doing the casting of Manalik. So uh, very often you find yourself in a situation where it's just like okay, like it's turn four and I can play this like let's say a random card, let's say Elvish Reclaimer, um, <laughs> and I can cast this through Manalik or I can cast my Dryad and you know like if my opponent has a Manalik I get God kind of thing. You know now that's just not a thing anymore like you just have to jam the most expensive card at every point of the curve because you're never gonna like get him and like play around it because like their thing is gonna counter your stuff always like there, there's there's no playing around it anyway and what i also think it's it's pretty lame is the fact that there is not gonna be any more deck building decisions I think that is that is the the part that kind of bothers me the most, right? Like you see, you see control decks, uh, and you see like a waffle tapa control deck, and it has like three logic knots, two mana leaks, or something like that. And then you have somebody like Nasif who always likes to play like at least one remand in his control decks, and then you have like uh, you know like Spike that's playing like some mixture of like romance and mana leaks, and like you have this other control deck that's like no like um, I remember even. Um, uh, I can't remember the, the name. Uh, that always like jammed four spell snares into his uh, <laughs> his control deck. So, uh, Overturf. I, I can remember. Overturf, right? Overturf. Yeah. Oh, they totally blanked on his name. Uh, so like there was like a deck building decision, right? Like how do I build my deck in order? What is the counter spell suite that I want? Like how do I balance this? How do I? Now it's just like well, I mean this is far and away the best one, and it's not even remotely close. So like everything is just gonna be jamming counter spells. Um, unless I mean, and this is something that I wanted to to, to ask you about, uh, guys, because you know obviously you have cast uh, you have cast counter spells and romance specifically a lot more than I ever have and probably ever will. So um, that is, I think, the only one that one that one could mm-hmm. argue that maybe it has some upside at this point over counter spells. So is that something that you think will happen like will remand continue to see even at least a little bit of play in a deck like breach or, or something like that that's something that wants to dig deeper or stuff yeah ab- absolutely i think that remand is still going to be your go-to like combo control style card mm-hmm. so if you're doing something that just you know means that card is irrelevant the following turn cuz either the game is over or maybe even like a deck like like, I think Blue Moon will actually probably play both because you can Definitely. still just invalidate the card by playing Blood Moon, right? Um, so I, I do think that Remand is the one that we'll still see play. And I've heard, like, you know, you have these tiny arguments of, like, oh, like, Mana Leak is more splashable or, like, Logic Knot, you can exile cards from your graveyard to do whatever. Um, and I think those corner case interactions exist, especially when you're doing something like, you know, the four color control stuff. But I think the mana argument in particular is largely a joke to me, just because a lot of the control decks are already doing things like playing Archmage's Charm. And we also just have Triomes. Uh, I, you know. I do think that's true. I do still think there are control decks that will struggle. Like, it, depending on what 
the situation is. So, like, just because it's a three-color deck, not all three-color decks' mana is the same. So, like, for example, the, the Esper deck that I've been playing a lot of, that deck's going to play that card, no problem. Like, super yeah, easy just, to play it because it's like all these double... Yeah, easily. But if you're doing... And I know this isn't a super popular deck right now, but if you're doing, like, Jeskai Wildfire, where you're playing all these, like, Flagstones, and, and you have, like, Sacred Foundry in that deck, and, like, Basic Planes in that deck... They're actually, I, I do think some of those might have a hard time playing a bunch of those. Um, if it's a deck that is playing the card Archmage's Charm, it's going to play as many counterspells as it wants to play. Like, that that's pretty much where I see, like, the mana. If it's an Archmage's Charm deck, it's it's definitely also a counterspell deck. It, it's just that all of those decks, you know, like, they're called blue soup for a reason. You know, it's like blue is the primary thing. Like, you, you mentioned Aspiring Spikes Bring Delight deck, where it's like, blue and then a little bit of black and then he's also doing a little bit of green and a little bit of red and you kind of just like put whatever you want in there as these like splashes and it's still going to play a blue blue card on two and a blue 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 card on three and then a blue 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 Mm -hmm. card on four this is like you know (laughs) there's no yeah there are decks that i think will have that problem like the full-on actual bring delight decks you know that are like five four color stuff those might have a little bit of an issue but we also have cards like Dryad, which helped too. Yeah, yeah. W- one thing that I was considering, and we were talking about this uh, earlier today on the stream, is oddly enough, one of the decks that may struggle to find uh, to to cast counterspell may be something like straight up blue white control, because mm-hmm. I feel like every single blue white control player ever <laughs> wants to slam four copies of Field of Ruin in there. <laughs> <laughs> and they want to get like their basic planes in there, and they want to get like all of these lands that don't have for blue. And I feel like they're that, just gonna <laughs> absolutely no one... super like like that. Uh, just in my Discord, like people were posting like, "Hey, here's what I think I'm going for with my blue white deck." And I like pull up the deck list, and it's like two Castle Arden Veils, four Field of Ruins, two basic planes, and I'm like, "You're not no like you can't." There's like no no, and there were like also like two or three Archmage's Charms in that deck, and I'm like. You're just not going to be able to cast these cards ever. <laughs> like, yeah. It, yeah, you you do have to like still make conscious decisions about the mana with this card for sure. I think you do. I I, I get the whole blue soup thing, but that was also yes, yes. There are still decks that are kind of doing this, but that is somewhat of a like Mystic Sanctuary deal that is sure. less of a thing now. I think um, you're you're getting much less of these like three four color decks that are very primary blue they actually like I, th- I feel like a lot of them are not primary blue right now like we said you brought up you brought up the list of like the bring to light deck that spike's been playing like that is an example of one that is but but they're not all very blue um i i, I think especially if you look at a lot of the like i don't know the the omnath mid-range more mid-range yeah. ones. these are kind of the decks that i think took the place of a lot of the mystic sanctuary three four color euro piles and they're way way less blue than those decks were um like i don't think they can get away with playing counterspell i, I might be wrong but... well those decks don't even play don't even play force of negation i, I, I was right, testing right. i was testing this deck specifically for the mocks uh two weeks ago and um yeah, you you're way more of a you're way way closer to a to a dryad of the Elysian Grove deck than you are to a <laughs> way more <laughs> to proactive a soup deck. Exactly. So you're doing much more tapping out on your own turn. You're doing a lot. The only times that you're not tapping out on your turn, it's uh, when you are you know using Teferi 
plus and you're tapping out your opponent's turn. <laughs> with a sorcery, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, with casting a ring to light on your opponent's turn kind of nonsense. Yeah. So, What's also uh, kind of crazy to me is that you have those decks that, you know, like, thankfully we have uh, Arkham's Astrolabe gone, so, you know, it helps mm-hmm. to, to make <laughs> the mana a little bit more of an issue. But the other big card that you might want a control deck is Renin 6, and Renin 6 means your mana's perfect. Kind of. It's a little bit hard to like play Brandon Six and Counterspell, like the the green, red, and the blue. But yeah, it, it does. It, it does. So one thing I would say against Brandon Six making your mana perfect right now, I do think there is a big thing in the format keeping that in check. Renin 6, making your mana good and good enough to be playing a deck where you're playing Renin 6 on 2 and then also having Counterspell up is the fact that it's all fetches that it's fixing your mana with, which is really punishing on your life total, and these really aggressive prowess and burn decks are super popular in this format. So, and you don't have Uro anymore to correct that life total. You have Omnath, which does do it, I guess. That, that one does correct it. But, but without Uro, you're like, you're not, you're not, you know, compensating for all that life you're paying and it can, it can add up really fast, especially in, you know, with these really aggressive decks. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. Um, it is, however, like triumphs make fixing your mana laughably easy. Do you think like, we're gonna get it, the other five at some point? I I really hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Too. I honestly I honestly hope that we don't because it's just way too easy, man. Like I like the uh, when I was playing the the, the ring to like that because I because I remember playing some Niv back in the day, right? Like this is before Astrolabe. And whenever you were fetching with Niv, like a year ago, pre-Ikoria, um, that was like, turn one and turn two were the most complicated ever, because you're like, mm-hmm. okay, so I get this duel, and then I need to get this other duel, and this allows me to cast this and this spell on turn two, but if I want to cast this other spell, I need to figure this one out, and it's just like, it's such a... <laughs> the first couple of turns a were a huge pain. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's such a puzzle, and you you cannot rush through anything because, like, your mana gets messed up, and that's it. That like you can have the most powerful spells you want in your hand, but if you can't cast them, like they're not gonna really do anything for you. And triumphs are just okay. I just get the Jeskai triumph. Boom. Like my the, that's a line, the, the second line I get doesn't even matter. <laughs> just, I wonder. It, it's gonna be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> I wonder if they did something like. Rather than having the triumphs be fetchable by all three of their types, if maybe they were like only fetchable by their central type or whatever, you know, like like the teamer like the... one could only be grabbed like was only type forest, you know. Mm. I, I wonder if something that, like that, that was like maybe the... they did something like that with the absent one. Right, right, exactly. So that's uh, kind of where I was thinking of the the bot, whatever, murmuring boss. I think is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like Bosk. if they had done something like that, maybe they would have been like less ridiculous <laughs> i don't know for sure for sure uh but but yeah so i wanted to another thing that i wanted to talk about uh, guys is what is the overall impact of this card because right now we're talking about like oh yeah cool that, that this is this is gonna be great like all of the control decks are gonna be are gonna be doing this thing hmm. um yay or boo depending on which side of the <laughs> of the river you're, you're standing on uh but how, what does this feel for the rest of the format? Like, what's what's gonna happen? Like, when is Counterspell gonna be awesome, and when is Counterspell gonna suck? And how trying to you know balance this or trying to um, 
find the holes into the whole counter spell uh, dilemma is, is going to pay off. Like, w w how are how are the decks going to adapt to to all of this stuff? I think counter spell is going to be very strong. Like, it, it is going to be very strong, but I don't think it is going to be necessarily as warping as people might think. I I do think it's going to be strong. I do think it's going to have an impact. There's going to be matchups where it is going to be a lot stronger, and then there's going to be matchups where it's going to be effectively the same thing as Mana Leak, right? But, you know, you look at a, you look at a matchup like, this is the one that everyone always goes to, Tron, right? So good against Tron, where, like, Mana Leak falls off so fast, now all of a sudden they're like, oh, they're on turn four and they have ten mana and they cast a card, you still catch it, which is great. So there are that that is a matchup where like it is going to be incredibly impactful having this over what we had previously, um, but then it you know you're looking at quicker matchups you're looking at matchups like Prowess or even I mean, Heliod to a degree Heliod that deck does have a way of generating a lot of mana really fast with Utopia Sprawl and Arbor and they they actually could have some counterplay with Mana Leak, but but still some some faster matchups it, it's it's going to be the same card you know. Um, the the previous counter spells would do the exact same thing. Um, so any any matchup that you know things are going late, that's where like this card shines, or or, or generates a ton of mana. That's where this card shines. That's why you know Tron is always the the big one. I think I largely agree that it's not like you know it's not an engine card, it's not a combo card, it's nothing like that. It's not a threat. It's it's, it's an answer. It's and it's a it's an answer that is just a upgrade to an answer we already have, and so I don't think it's like it spawns a new archetype necessarily or something like that. It just helps a lot of the existing control. Maybe you get to try other things. You know, like it is pretty cool with like Urza, for instance, which was a deck but isn't really a deck now. I think what it will do, however, is get some response from the existing deck. So like big mana in particular. You mentioned Tron, um, Amulet Titan. I think those decks do suffer from that, so you encourage them to play like, oh, maybe Amulet ran one Cavern of Souls before, now they're going to run two. And I'm sure, Fran, you have lots to say on that. But, oh, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> I'm a, as, a, as a Taxus player, it's like, oh, like, you know, Cavern of Souls was always like, oh, it could, could do that. Like, now maybe we, we do run one of those. Or um, maybe it, like, makes humans think about coming back because, it's, you know, four Cavern of Souls, four Aether Vial, nice counterspell, nerd, right? Um, so I, I think it does push those things. You might see more Teferi Time Raveler, and then also more Veil of Summer. Yeah, I think that that's probably going to be the, the the big one, right? Like Veil of Summer, and that, that's that's one thing that I was thinking. It's just like people constantly complain about like Veil of Summer is too strong, like Bun Veil of Summer, or whatever. Like if I ever hear somebody complaining about Veil of Summer or Cavern of Souls again, I am gonna I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. Not, not allowed. Not allowed anymore to complain about Veil of Summer or Cavern of Souls. Okay, like this is that. That's it. That, that, that doesn't. That doesn't play anymore. That no. That definitely is a thing. Like it did feel. I will say it felt like not having counterspell was something that gave me the right to complain about those kind of things because they were so efficient at what they did and the counter spells we had available were so not efficient at what they did right like they were fine but it did not feel like i have to play you know yeah i gotta play mana leak in my deck against things that are so good at fighting counter spells anyways it just felt really bad but now it's like oh this is like this is the the iconic counter spell like 
yeah, I'm fine. If there's good counterplay to counterspells, that's totally fine, as long as the counterspell I'm getting is a hot one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which it is now, so, yeah. Yeah, so. for sure. So this this one was obviously, like, the the big reveal. This one was the, mm-hmm. the one that got everybody talking and everybody freaking out, and, or everybody saying this is the best thing that could ever happen. <laughs> that and Fetchlands. People were excited about Fetchlands, but yeah, that's but- that's just a reprint. <laughs> No, yeah, and, and Fetchlands, like, this, of course, like, the ones that we're talking about right now are, like, Verdant Catacombs, Scalding Tarn, Mystery Forest, Marsh Flats, Arithmessa, all the ones from Zendikar. from the original Sendicar, um, which got reprinted, but this is obviously just uh, just a, a monetary thing, right? Like, we, we want to make those, those fetches, you know, more cheaper and more available to everybody. And in this case in particular, they also printed them with old bordered versions. And extended you, border. Actually, and, and yeah, they did both. People, people overlooking that one. They also did, they also did like not quite the full art, but where they do like the the borders extended to the side, um, which also looked pretty cool. Kind of big. All right, that's pretty sexy. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I that's honestly, what I'm saying. They're kind of nice. I re- I really di- didn't even know about that. Well, they I, got, I learned something. You see, like even I'm learning something. <laughs> they they, they kind of got in the they were in the shadow of the old border, which personally, yeah, the old border I think are amazing. I'm excited about those i will not own them because they will definitely be like the price of a car but uh, <laughs> i <laughs> but like it's really cool that they exist like it's cool that you can now have a full set of 10 all 10 fetch lands all in old border that's that's yeah. pretty cool that's nice um, that's nice yeah. Uh, but yeah, but we we had another pretty big reveal, and this mm-hmm. one I think this one's gonna get spider talking talking over here sanctum prelate legacy staple one white white for a 2-2 when it enters the battlefield you choose a number non-creature spells with the mana value equal to the chosen number cannot be cast go spider <laughs> so <laughs> i Preach. actually think this card is number one i think it's actually a good thing in modern i maybe you guys disagree i'm not sure i see a lot of complaining about this card of like oh it's so unfun this is so terrible and i i've just generally accepted that the type of games that I tend to gravitate towards, or maybe not what is like seen as fun by a lot of Magic players. So like, you mean Ghost Quarter, right? With, with narrator? <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> I mean, I also like Chalice of the Void. I like, I, I, I don't know. I, I tend to like these kind of things. I get not everybody does. That's fine. I think for the overall health of the format, it's a fine card to have. Um, having said that, I think it is a lot, a lot worse in Modern than than Legacy. Now. You know, Prowess is one of the best decks. This does a really good job of fighting Prowess. But I think it's it's very easy for people to adapt. You know, you, you play Dismember, you play Brazen Bar, you play a Braid, all of these things. Um, I also think that it's generally going to be pretty slow against a lot of Prowess unless you have some type of ramp. Now, the main way you ramp tends to be a Mana Dork, which is horrible against that whole deck. So you're like, ah, Noble Hierarch, Lava Dart it. Um, and that, so I, I don't really think that, you know, people think of Prelate, you think of Taxes. I don't actually think it's that great of a Taxes card. It's it's okay, you know, we'll try it, maybe it'll be a sideboard card. I don't think it's better than Archon, which is the f- slot that I would go to uh, that it fights over in the main deck. I think it's a better Humans card and a better Heliod card because they have that ramp. And I actually, and I hate to say this, because I'm the taxes guy, I'm supposed to love that this card is out, I'm actually kind of concerned, because you put it into Heliod, and any type of issue that you might have had with Prowess 
is shored up even further. So it's like you've got, in my mind, Heliod is just the de facto best deck. Blue-Red Prowess would be like the next one, but I think that there's a bit of a gap there, and you're just helping it fight that matchup even more. So it's like, I'm supposed to be excited about this card, but actually I'm like, oh no. (laughs) Sanctum on one scares me. Like, Sanctum on one out of Heliod is really scary to me. Because, you know, whatever deck I'm playing, it's probably going to be path to exile fatal push like these are the ways i'm going to be able to interact with that deck on their you know on the turn they're going to be trying to go off and they just throw a sanctum on one and it's just like well uh, well you win i guess like i just can't interact no, with I, what you're trying to do and it's not only the fact that they get to play the hate of schedule with played on two yeah. or something but they all like they can also get it off of company <laughs> oh is, my god they can get it off which of is company, disgusting <laughs> oh. oh yeah they're gonna company and i'm gonna tap and wrath them well Prelate on four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good luck, dude. Prelate plus Ranger Captain in at the same time. It's just Ugh. like you're you're done. Get out. Um, I Ugh. I do think that in humans in particular, it'll really help them because I think they do struggle against prowess, and that'll be a nice tool. I I don't know how like all the humans players think about it, but I I actually think this would make it main deck if I was playing humans. Like if we had the meta we have right now, I would actually maybe consider it if I had some main deck prelates. I mean, it's it's a hot follow up like turn three after a freebooter too, right? Like just like just like meddling mage, like it's kind of a sick one. You're like, yeah. oh, let me see your hand, take a thing, prelate name. Oh, not like three cards in your hand die. You're mainly naming one anyways, but like, it also you never yeah, know. It's, <laughs> it's basically extra copies of meddling mage as far as that goes, because like you, you know the card kind that they of. have in hand, and it's like you're you're just naming that card. Except that you know if your opponent's also playing serum visions alongside that per- fail push that you were gonna name with meddling mage, now it's just like, well, you you tag the serum visions in there as well. Well, if your opponent's playing Seer Invasion, I'm sorry for them. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually think it makes Meddling Mage better, because so often your rule of thumb is like, oh, I have to name your removal spell. It's like, well, not anymore, you don't. You have this thing on one, you actually get to name whatever the real problem card is, instead of, like, doing this whole, like, you know, House of Cards nonsense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, but um, the only thing that I don't like about this whole thing, and no, I, I may be wrong about this, but it seems like we're just really, really approaching uh, legacy territory. Like, right right now, I, it just feels like over the past two, maybe three years, um, there was, like, a very clearly defined gap between modern and legacy and, like, the archetypes that were viable in one... in one, the, the cards that were played popularly in one format were not the same as they once in the other one. Like, you, you, you could really feel the difference. And with cards like Udo and Oko, for example, that that line started to blur, right? Like, and, and that's kind of, like, one of the issues with the whole fire thing, right? Like, it's the fact that now, like, the new cards are the busted ones, so that the new cards are the ones that are in Legacy all the time, so it just feels like everything was a neuro format before, and the only thing that kind of, you know, makes me a little bit afraid is, like, is everything gonna be just a counterspell format or a Sanctum Prelate format? I mean, I... the good thing is that this counterspell doesn't see that much play in Legacy, because, you know, Daze is a card, but, like, imagine they print Daze, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, if, if we're going this route, um, we, we kind of have to stop <laughs> in that sense. I, I think that is, like, Modern Horizons 1, if you look at that set, like, that that set was so impactful on Legacy. <laughs> like, not even, like, Renin 6 and Hogak 
are really good in Legacy, too. Uh, I mean, Red, well, Red and Six was Astrolabe. really good in Legacy. <laughs> Astrolabe, yeah, like, all of these are, like, crazy impactful there. And I think they are... I honestly think the, like, design thought with these Modern Horizon sets are, let's look at Legacy, see what's working there, and see what can work in Modern as just a straight-up reprint into Modern, or let's see, like, how we could tweak this card to be Modern. And I know we haven't talked about them yet, but, but two of the other spoilers are cards that are directly referencing cards that are huge players in legacy with diamond lion being lion's eye diamond and then brainstone being a kind of a brainstorm um it it definitely feels and this is like a uh this is something people have talked about for a while that it feels like and i'm not saying this is necessarily true but legacy kind of going to the wayside getting a little phased out modern taking its spot and then something ahead of modern kind of becoming the modern, whether that's historic or, or um, pioneer. And, and that's just kind of the, the direction they're moving with these, with these formats. I will say yeah. that they haven't given us, you know, it's like they give you the sort of version of it, right? Like Brainstone is much worse than Brainstorm, obviously, yeah, right? Whole lot. Let's, let's, let's read it real quick so, so people know what we're talking about. So it's, by the way, th- the name is great, by the way. Brainstone. It's just great. Anyway, so one mana artifact, and you pay two, and you tap it, and you sacrifice it. You draw three cards, and then you put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. Right. Um, so, much worse. <laughs> a lot worse so, than Brainstorm. I mean, the, the point I was trying to make is that I think that they're trying to, if it's not giving us the sort of, like, watered-down, like, real legacy card, um, they might give us some of these that are, like, fringe playable right like counterspell sees play in legacy but it's not like the staple card of the format right it's like it's around but you know i i I think that the whole identity thing is getting a little blurred but they're not straight on just just dropping legacy it feels i don't i mean we can get pretty tinfoil hatty here if we want to (laughs) but i i I, maybe i have a little more faith (laughs) i i guess i more just mean it it does feel like even with the last one, now this one now, it just feels like they are definitely taking inspiration from what's going on in Legacy and being like, this is this is kind of what we're thinking. Maybe this thing's a little bit too high power level. So like you said, the watered down version. I, mean, I think that, like, look at Force of Negation. Obviously that card's inspired by Force of Will, you know? And then these ones are even more obvious what they're inspired by. Um, but but it, it just kind of feels like that's where, at least, you know, like I said, the inspiration for a lot of these cards is coming from that that power yeah. level and... And, and that kind of blends sure. the two formats together. It starts to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. Uh, and and th- this is nothing new, right? Like, we've, we've been having stuff like this, like Lotus Field, obviously inspired by, by Black Lotus. Like, we're, like it, it seems like it's something that has constantly been a thing, right? Like, uh, we're obviously seeing this this kind of, uh, like, all, the whole Magus cycle. Um, going back to, to previous cards is, is kind of a... A design concept that Wizards really, really likes to to to, to bring back every now and then, but um, yeah, this one's unfortunately. Are I I just mean these <laughs> ones are specifically like yeah that that is something throughout Magic, but these like the specifically Modern Horizons ones are calling back to like all stars in Legacy, and and when that stuff happens, and then obviously, and then when the very powerful cards in the set that are new 
then bleed into legacy that's just kind of what's happening where the the formats do kind of feel like they're bleeding together or whatever and they're you know and that that i think was was a big issue with you know things like ren and six and astrolabe where they were so so powerful they were just great in both and now both formats were just these multicolor piles of just doing the same good mid-range stuff then uro was in the mix then oko was in the mix and whatever so that i think that's why these kind of feel like they're blending together or whatever but i kind of like the line that they walk with those though of like you know, some of them are clearly just not quite good enough. Like uh, the one that instantly comes to mind for me is Cabal Therapist being a take on mm-hmm. Cabal Therapy where people tried to make it work and it just it's just not playable in modern. It's a really cool card. It calls back to it. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of have to see how many of these ones coming are that same way where it's just this won't see play in modern even if people will really try. To me, uh, the Lion... Lions Diamond Diamond Lion what Diamond the, Lion it's... Diamond Lion two mana two mana two two you tap it you discard your hand sacrifice Diamond Lion add three mana of any one color activate only as an instant which by the way what the hell is that what what does activate I, I, only as an instant I think Why so like something that? I think something has to be on the stack in order to activate it or not during that's... your main phase yeah no. yeah 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 I think it has to be because. I mean, you, it says only as an instant, but you could do an instant at any time. Yeah, you can, you can main face an but instant. That, that's, I still that's think point. that's what this means. I think, I could be wrong, but I think it means, yeah, you have to be in a phase that's not a main phase or something's on the stack, I think. Well, so you can cast an instant anytime you could cast a sorcery, but I, I, I think that it's trying to say you can't you can't just like main phase, just crack this with nothing going on. You, like, And it's pretty easy to get around that, right? Like, you put a fetch land crack on the stack. Yeah. I mean, that's the most obvious one, but... Um, Having said all that, I and I, I could eat my words. Maybe someone's gonna go and and totally break it. Uh, you know, format modern breaker spiring spike, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, to me, that card seems a lot like Cabal Therapist, right? It's just not quite gonna make that cut. Yeah, yeah. I think that this also like stapling into a two-two body is whatever is rough. Stapling it like the fact that this can get you know, wild slashed <laughs> or double lava darted or, or well, just and it bolted. being a creature and not just like brainstone where you can activate brainstone exactly. right away. You can't activate this one right away. It has some of exactly. So, like... Exactly. So I think that this one unfortunately has a little bit too many hits against. So I really doubt that, that this is going to see any play at all. But like that, that line of text really, Made very me weird. Wonder. Yeah, it's, it's very weird, and like all three of us are people that play like a lot of Magic, and we aren't even like a hundred percent sure how that exactly. works. Like, I, I <laughs> like we're pretty don't know sure. How this works. But I even here, we have like a discrepancy of like how it works. I, I thought it was you had to have something, but I I don't know. I don't know. I I, I do think that that card's gonna like yeah maybe it gets maybe there is something that like snaps it. I think Brainstone's interesting. I don't think it's gonna be that good, but like. No. There is always the like Luris exists in the format. Luris is really good. Maybe it's okay with Luris. I don't. I don't know. What's a? I don't know. I think the best candidate is like one of these Luris control decks, uh, and you have something. You know, like y- you can build Luris Miracle Control, and you've got your Mishra's mm-hmm. Bobbles. You've got Brainstone to put stuff back. If you wanted to put the whole Bring Delight Valky package, you can even put back Valkies you drew, which is actually really good because that's one of the issues with that card. Yeah, for yeah, sure, um, for sure. And one thing that I wanted to point out is that this seems very, very conscious in a way. Like, the fact... This is just not a good deal, is what I'm trying it to say. It feels like, safe. 
Exactly. It feels safe. It, it's it feels like they so, were very safe. Exactly. It's just so safe, right? Like one mana to play it and then two mana to activate it. Like it's it's so much. It's so much. One in one to... one in one, I would have been way more like yeah, Ooh, exactly. this card's yeah. Exactly. That was what I was thinking, but that's when you know something like Loras could start to, to, to become like a little bit of a problem or like where of invention I was thinking you can get this going, I don't know, somehow or like reshape, I, I don't know, but like you know, like one man artifacts always have this this curious way of being a lot better than than we originally think of them, you know, actually. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, no, it, it's definitely it's definitely interesting. Um, we have one more from Modern Horizons two that that I wanted to discuss, and that one is Ursa Saga, and this is far and away the weirdest one, and in my opinion, the most exciting. In terms of in terms of deck building capabilities, um, and I'll I'll read it because it's a little bit complicated. So, Ursa Saga, it's a saga, right? Like that's that's pretty that's pretty <laughs> uh, pretty obvious that part. Like they didn't really go too deep in terms of the naming anyway. But like this, it's an enchantment land, which is the the interesting thing. So it works just the same as a saga. So when you enter the battlefield, you and after your draw step, you add a lore counter and then you sacrifice it after the third one. Uh, the number one is Ursa Saga gains tap to add a colorless. So basically, you play it and it can tap for colorless mana. The the song, and, and it counts as your land for turn. Um, Ursa Saga. Uh, that's the second chapter. Ursa Saga gains two and tap. You create a zero zero colorless construct artifact token with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control. So you create a construct. Uh, we, we've seen this uh, showing up multiple times um, in you know like the, with with the Karn and it's the same that Ursa does. Uh, the, the actual card Ursa. Um, final chapter. Search your library for an artifact. A artifact card with mana cost zero or one. Put it on the battlefield, then shuffle. And this is the most interesting one because it's so weird. <laughs> because Lotus Bloom doesn't work. Mm-mm. Okay, the, it, it's not converted mana cost one or less, which is what a lot of people thought. This one, the CMC needs to be zero or one or mana value, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so you and it has cannot- to be. Sorry, it has to be ex- so. Like you can't get, which uh, what is it? Wishing, wishing well, wishing well, whatever it is. Like the blue one, right? No. It literally has to be the one zero colorless mana or, or zero. You can you yeah. cannot get explosives, for example. Yeah. Or chalice of the void, or something like that with X. So it needs to be zero or one. Um, but this is a really powerful tutor, though. Mm-hmm. This is a really really powerful tutor. Like comes into play, taps for mana, then it can create blockers assuming that you're playing an artifact deck like if you ever played any ursa deck ever like that that construct is is a big deal like it it grows up fairly quickly especially if you are you know you are building your deck around it like lately we have seen a lot of people trying out uh, playing uh, ursa with tireless tracker and um the green Gilded gingerbread Goose. cabin uh, mm-hmm. Gingerbread cabin, uh, so like as two the basically three ways of turning your fetch lands into artifacts, so they can grow your your construct. So obviously, if you if you're building your deck around it, like this is this is no joke. And then the last one, relevant artifacts. Obviously, I'm a little bigger. That is the one that everybody. <laughs> that is the one that everybody is freaking out about. 
and yeah, they, this one looks pretty pretty messed up there. I have to say, <laughs> man, I didn't even I didn't even think about this in an amulet deck. Uh, oh no, it's 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 good. <laughs> it's huh. it's it's gonna be very very good, I think. Even if if you go just like turn one Ursa Saga and you play an amulet off of this, or even just don't do anything, just like play this, and then you trade your on turn three, you traded your turn one land drop, which you got it it enters and tap, so you can use the man on turns one and two. So you traded your first land drop for an amulet. It's it's very good. <laughs> it's very 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 good. So some things to think about with this, um, and it's kind of unintuitive, but it actually keeps all of those things for all of the phases. So you just said you know yeah. it taps men on one and two. You can still tap it on three before it sacks. Yeah, um, and yeah, you yeah, can yeah. also you, you can get another construct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you can you can make two constructs uh, from it, and I mean, obviously, an amulet. You also get some some really kind of nasty, cutesy plays. Like if you have uh, what is it, scout in play, you can like bounce it with the third chapter mm -hmm. on the stack. <laughs> Go get that, you know, the your amulet. amulet, and now you just can make more. It. Um, I think yeah. there are some other decks that get to use it. Um, the biggest one that came to mind for me was Hammer Time. Uh, yeah. I, th I think this card's really good, obviously, in just getting a hammer, but also the constructs are really good in that deck. Um, does the does the if you have a cigar to save, does it work with this? Oh yeah. Whew. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Cause that's because that's just an ETB, right? ETB, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's what, that's what I was thinking. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. And I, you know, there are a lot of really interesting things you can do with it, and I. Because I was looking at Hammer Time, like, oh, how do I build this? There's so many cutesy things that you can do, hmm. which are probably wrong. Now, you can do things <laughs> like put, like, an expedition map in your deck so that you can just get another one. Um, you can do things like put a Hex Parasite in your deck so that future ones you can just bounce back and forth between two and three forever. Um, mm. You can put a Pithing Needle in your deck if you're trying to get, like, a whole, you know... Uh, package of just like all right here's my hate card yeah, here's my toolbox that's, that's one thing that i thought was very very cool is like you can use this as a tutor for hate cards so like graph digger's cage relic of progenitus tormod script all of those cards that you know like we we were fetching in the past with trinket mage uh, in, in, in like amulet or mono blue tron decks and stuff like that all of those cards like you just get them for free now like you just have to wait <laughs> wait a couple of turns so um that aspect of it is, I think, very understated in a way. Like, I, I didn't hear that many people uh, just, well, here's my land drop that's going to turn into a Grafteer's Cage a couple of turns from now, so you better do your dredging very quickly, because... <laughs> 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 hurry up with, those, with that dredging over there, because... This so is definitely the most exciting of the new cards so far. Um, I, I mean, I, I really did not even think of a lot of the potential for that for that third ability... Um, it, it it seems like there it could fit in a lot of spaces in modern, like way more than I was thinking. Yeah. The, no the fact you brought up Hammer Time, I never would have thought of like Hammer Time playing this deck, but like I could. Dude. I mean, it's it's a little rough on the mana. That that deck does need you know does have some serious white mana costs, and then like it's already playing Ink Moths and whatever. But like that's kind of a spicy one there, dude. It, like I low key excited about the comeback of Lantern Control. <laughs> I mean, well, okay, so so what we see right here, right, we have, uh, we have what, three new cards, right, the other one, there's two more that are new to the format, but we have three actual new cards, and all of them are artifacts, or artifact-related, mm -hmm. yeah. so 
that's making me think okay that's probably at least somewhat of a direction of this of this set um i mean it kind of was last time with urza and astrolabe and all that kind of stuff it, you know obviously that one had like snow going for it as well but it, i mean it's kind of lo- i don't know if they've already announced this but it kind of looks like it's pretty artifact leaned <laughs> um which definitely could be big for for things like you know like you said yeah lantern emery yeah, urza wonder- decks yeah, and, I think and, I think Urza is gonna make a comeback with especially like counterspells a thing too. Like you were saying earlier, yeah. counterspells super sick with Urza. Like super blue deck, you play him as long as you have at least one other artifact. Now your construct plus it have counterspell up now. No, no, uh, and, and this card specifically with Urza seems insane, right? Like because you're not yeah. even <clears throat> you could be considering oh well, but after chapter three, like my thing dies. So um, you know, it's not like I can, you cannot go get Dark Darksteel Citadel, right? So. It's like, well, I'm down a land where not if you have Ursa. Not Ursa. Because <laughs> you yeah, get no, the I'm going to go get my Mox Sapphire, actually. Exactly. <laughs> you just went and you got a Mox anyway. So, um, I and and what what I like the most about this card specifically is the potential for, like, so many different strategies. Like, it's probably, mm-hmm. like, the fact that you brought up Hammer Time makes me even happier because I, I couldn't have thought of, of an aggro deck that wanted this. But now there is one, so that makes sense. I mean, yeah, you, like you said, literally Hammer time, every single amulet, thing, like Lander with with for prison or something like that, amulet for like big mana, uh, uh, Ursa for potentially like mid range slash control. So like all of these different archetypes that are gonna be using this exact same card, um, but in in significantly different ways. Um, this is a sweet design. This this is one of probably like one of the, the the most awesome designs that that yeah. we've seen at least that that, that, that i like uh, one of my favorite designs from from like the past couple of years at least since elder true climber when, when did elder true climber come out dude it can get brainstone this card's insane <laughs> it's so perfect bust yeah, I wonder if there's like I wonder if there's like some Luris stuff that wants I don't know, dude. I don't know. It, the the card's really cool. It also has like I don't know if you guys have the the spoiler like page open still, but it also has this like super sweet alternate art thing, which I'm hoping is just like that is the showcase of the set. I'm hoping there's like more cards that look like these because it looks awesome. It's like mm. it looks like an like old um like da vinci like scribblings like you know it looks it looks like this really cool old old style i mean the the art on the card is already kind of that but it yeah, it, it looks like this cool old like schematic um so i'm hoping there's there's more stuff that looks like that cuz it looks sweet yeah no i'm def- definitely <laughs> super excited about the saga and hopefully i wonder if we're going to get more too i just more, hate like, enchantment lands <laughs> maybe i just got to say the only thing i hate about the card is that its name is Urza Saga. I hate that that the name of this card just is a set. Like, there there was another card they did that with. I Uh, can't remember what it was. There's a lot of them. There's a couple of them. There's a couple of them. No, there's Uh, actually a bunch of them. Um, There's Time Spiral, obviously. That's the most most famous one, I guess. Although, I guess the card came before the set, anyway. Right, Uh, right. (laughs) And this is the other way around. uh, All I'm saying is I hate that. Uh, a lot because it's very confusing and please stop doing that um but other than that yeah the card's super sweet it, it looks like it's going to be uh, really impactful um yeah and and the brewing potential yep. is just through the roof through Definitely. the roof for sure Definitely. i'm very very excited to see the rest of this set yep. uh you know 
there's a good chance it is going to have just as many negative impacts as it does positive <laughs> impacts on the format, at least for the first few months, uh, just like the last one. Um, but I think people, especially after the last Modern Horizons came out, and of course it had the whole like meme of like, oh, it's Commander Horizons or whatever, and then it like blew people's socks off when all the cards actually like hit the format. I think people are gonna take this for like take the spoilers of this one a little bit slower and and maybe not make judgments so quickly um but uh but i i'm i am super super i think these were really strong out of the gate spoilers yeah um we have to wait like a month before we get any more and that's a huge bummer but um i guess i think it's like two weeks or something i i i honestly hope that this was like some of the hottest things though you hope I, that you hope I, that the I other stuff is not. I don't want another man. Um, 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 I'm so over stuff like that. I, like I, I know. Uh, I don't want I know, another okay. Tibalt. I, I, like that that kind of stuff, especially as a modern streamer who you know wants to play. Because I know that Spider just sells to the to the dark side, and he he just wins PTQs with with the with the bad guy. There. <laughs> <laughs> but but I I'm trying to be the good guy. I'm, I'm trying to I, create cool content, and then like when you get paired, you, you're playing through a league, and you get paired against like the Valky deck three times in a row. It's just yeah. like you we're, die we're both, a little bit. <laughs> we're, we're both boomers in the sense I, I know, and, and we're gonna probably talk about this format a little bit in the future. But we we both have talked a little bit about pre-modern. You told me about it. I didn't know pre-modern existed, but as soon as you told me about that, I was just like, oh. I want to play that. Like, I was looking at the format and, like, what was available, and it's just like, oh, they can never print, like, busted cards into it because the format's capped. Like, that's yep. great. Um, but, but yeah, I'm... I'm I like... I, I think where I am, I would rather it be a little more conservative. I think we are going to see some crazy stuff, but I know some people, like, I was talking to Fluffy Wolf. Um, he wants them to just go wild with it. And I don't really know what his reasoning is for that, but he was talking about, like, he just wants them to go wild, to push the limits, try to make things exciting, and then if they have to make bans, they have to make bans. Um, yeah. And I know there's a lot of people that have that approach, where I know I'm I'm, I'm more of the concern. I, I kind of fall in line with what, what you were saying. I, I think that modern, like, largely a lot of people think it's pretty healthy right now. And I'm, I'm not sure I totally agree with that. Maybe there's not enough paper, you know, Heliod Online. Yeah. There's a lot to say there, but a lot of people think it's healthy. I, for one, actually don't enjoy it that much right now. So I kind of think maybe Fluffy's in a similar spot. You know, he, he's known for playing his Simeon Spirit Guides. His card's gone. So it's like, oh, I don't I don't enjoy what's going on now. So just just turn it on its head and maybe you know there's going to be a lot of cool things even if those are broken things you get to be along for the ride <laughs> yeah i think I that mean, is what it is I, I, w- I think i would be okay with with this whole thing if they were faster mm. you know like when, when you see the when bands. You, yeah when you see something like valky like you know that that's just not going anywhere right like the, the whole valky thing lasted for what like almost a month and through that through that entire month, I just I just couldn't play modern. Like I was streaming other agree, other yeah. stuff because it's just like this is just not worth my time. Like I'm I'm honestly having not having a good time. So if it's gonna be something like, okay, like this is fine, we can maybe push a little bit too far, but we're gonna ban it right away. You know, like yeah. as as soon yeah. as we see an event that is like, you know, 
50%, you know, Valky is just like, yeah, it's getting better. 75% brainstone, it's out of exactly. here. Exactly. Get, get brainstone out of here, man. Too strong. There, there is an element. So, so the one counterpoint to that is that, well, I, I do kind of agree with that. I hope that they, you know, it, if it's a Hogak situation, whatever. But there is also, like, that could just be a it's a new card and these things are really fun and whatever. And you're going to see an overrepresentation of something because it's new and fun and exciting. And you know, they don't want to ban something immediately. So they want to give it some breathing room to make sure, Hey, it's not just like people going to this fun new strategy or whatever. It's actually because it's busted or, you know what I mean? So I, I kind of yeah. get when they want to like give it a little bit of time, but at the same time, right there with you as like somebody whose livelihood depends on like creating modern exactly. content. It really sucks when modern is just awful because you have to sit there and pretend you're not just like miserable getting dumpstered by Valky exactly. on turn two over exactly. and over. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and one of uh, what you're saying makes sense. You know, you want to give people some time to, you know, like try to figure out a way to beat it. But some things you just know that there's no way. Like, I don't think that anybody thought Valky. that that Valky could be stopped. I don't think that anybody thought that Hogak could be stopped. Like, those those decks came out, and people were literally building their entire decks around beating them, and they were still losing to them. Like, we were trying know, to play things like Nyx to stop, like, exactly, to like, stop Valky. Like, what are we doing? Just, exactly. Like, I feel like, overall, it's rather obvious when it's something egregious like that. So when it's something egregious like that, something like Udo, for example, is that is that is a lot more. Um, there's a lot more breathing room with that, right? Like there's there's a lot more more jockeying for position, and you can actually build your deck to beat uh, an Udo deck, or like the 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 card itself it's weak to some stuff. You know, like the the Udo card itself, even though it was very good, like you could play a Relic of Progenitus on turn one, and you would at least make things awkward for them. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. when the Valky deck is playing Force of, <laughs> Forces of Negation and like their own Teferi Stem <laughs> Ravelers, and uh, it's just like there there's no way, <laughs> there's just yeah. no escape. Just just I mean, axe that thing. So if we find a situation like that, I think it's going to be pretty obvious that you know it will it will need to go very quickly. And if we do get to that point and we do find ourselves in a spot like that one, I really hope that they really you know press that button a lot quicker than they have been pressing yeah. it uh, in the past. The the thing is, it is the set to experiment with that stuff. I think that yeah. is the thing. Like when it, it, it's a rare opportunity where it is a set that goes into this format that does not go through standard, and it is the only case where that is the you know the moment that that ha you know it's the only time that that happens. So they, I think it is cool for them to explore some real you know some things that do push the boundaries. But but yeah, I, I agree. Uh, you know, just be just be quick if you if you realize it was a mistake, it somehow slipped through. R&D, something just being completely, you know, wild. Just be just be quick on dealing with it. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm super excited for it. Yeah, for sure. I, I want to see more spoilers. I can't wait for more spoilers. Um, I want to see what the themes are of the set. I want to see, you know, counterspells in the set, man. Like, what else are we going to get from it? Like, I, 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 I'm, that's actually a point we haven't talked about. Um, we don't have to go, like, in-depth on this or anything. But um, counterspell and, uh, and Sanctum Prelate are two of, like, I think it's like 43 or something cards that already exist that are getting printed into this format for the first time. I am super excited for those. 
Um, because that happened with Modern Horizons 1, and I would not have predicted the cards that got put in. Like, I never would have guessed uh, uh, Lava Dart, you know? Yeah, Lava and look Dart how impactful Lava Dart is. L- Lava Dart was have, a big one. Yeah, never would have guessed that that'd be in that set. And then, like, it was a hugely impactful card on Modern. So yeah. <laughs> that that's an area that I'm, like, really interested in. Like, I'm, I'm trying to go through other cards that exist. Like, what is a card that maybe we wouldn't think of that could be in this set you know i i have no idea like oh, that's something that's been going on in my in my discord people trying to like Wasteland. guess like well so right so people were going with the obvious thing and there was like oh him to turok apparently you know whatever spoilers the shardless agent is is likely one of the other cards hmm. um so you know trying to think in that in that zone you know still, still I, messing around with the whole cascade thing huh i guess i, guess I know <laughs> right like i thought we learned our lesson I here i guess but... we're not learning huh all right. <laughs> but but I think that is one place if you're like trying to fill some time and want to do have some magic brainstorming like think about some some cards that could fill the like 40 spots is a lot of spots. That I can't like I don't even have a guess. Like I don't predict like I'm trying to think of things yeah. that are like maybe in legacy that see a little bit of play but don't maybe not a lot or you know that could I, be I don't sweet. know. That yeah, wouldn't I break wonder... modern. <laughs> that wouldn't break modern. Right. So like they're not going to put like swords to plowshares in, right? You know, they're not going to do something that's just like or, or force of will or whatever something that's going to make it so the difference between modern and legacy like the identity's just gone but that's exactly where that like lava dart line fell like yeah it's not really played in legacy but the card's awesome in modern so like yep. what's what what are cards out what are the 40 cards out there that could fill that slot or are they just going to be garbage maybe <laughs> no <laughs> it could just be it could just be like a whole bunch of garbage cards that just filled these slots i don't know yeah i, I wonder I if we're going to see something like that's potentially um like archetype defining like i i would be excited for example to see like where would symbiote for example hmm. i feel yeah, like a, totally. a card like that could be super cool and it would completely change the way that people are building their elves deck for example and i think that it i think that it could be sweet definitely that that's where that's kind of where my mind's at like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff where it's like yeah, yeah no and, uh, yeah 100%. i guess it's, it's such a difficult balance right like because you you want it to be like well, super exciting like you want the first two see... we saw exactly super you... exciting exactly you want people <laughs> to know? be like really stoked about it but you also don't want to push it too far and like days you know <laughs> and then exactly. you have to ban it in like three hours because... <laughs> well and that's what people are calling for they're saying like they're saying things like days or him to turok or whatever and it's like i don't think it's gonna be these like I, I mean, or dark ritual or whatever like it's like I don't think it's gonna be like this kind of stuff to be fair people have been trying to make Delver work in modern for years <laughs> Days would do the trick Days would be good yeah if, if, if Days were a little in the format you you don't need to be embarrassed about playing Delver in, in modern anymore I'll, I'll give you that bring Shadow back maybe little Days action oh man Ooh. bounce my bounce land shock myself again Whew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's hot it's hot <laughs> Definitely. Um, all right, sweet. So that covers the the MH2 spoiler, which obviously are the most exciting. But we also saw a couple of extra spoilers um, with the new set that's going to be Dungeons and Dragons themed. It's called Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, and uh, well, a couple of them are pretty like commandery. Like there's one that's Tiamat, who is two and one of each color, so white, blue, black, uh, black, red, green. It's a seven-seven flying legendary dragon god. Dragon God. Coolest card type ever. Dragon dude. God. <laughs> Dragon God? I know, that's pretty bad. That's awesome. <laughs> it's 7 7 flying, and when it enters the battlefield, if you cast it, your search will error for up to 5 Dragon cards not named Tiamat. 
that each have different names, you reveal them and put them into your hand and shuffle. Just your casual draw five. Yeah, easy. <laughs> but it's five dragons. So yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing. Um, and then there's another one that's um, Vorpo's Sword, uh, which is a little bit more interesting. It's uh, one black for an equipment, and equipped creature gets plus two plus so and has death touch. And then you equip for black black, but it has a, an activated ability that's five black black black, and it says until end of turn, Vorpal Sword gains whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player. That player loses the game, uh, which is a an interesting one. Obviously, not going to see any modern play ever in the no. history of anything. <laughs> but I just thought that it was it was interesting to to point out. Uh, now onto the actual heavy hitters, and this one's actually may see some some modern play. Uh, Number one is the big one, which is Portable Hole. Uh, one white mana artifact, when it enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls with mana value two or less until Portable Hole leaves the battlefield. Take it. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. So I know we talked a lot about Emery Urza stuff earlier. I think this card is phenomenal in that mm -hmm. kind of deck. Not only does Urza tap it for mana because it's an artifact, you can also just get back your removal spell with Emery. Uh, I think this card's really good for stuff like that. I you also can get it with Wear you know, of Inversion. What was that? You can get it with Wear. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, it's not just you know, I, I, to me it kind of feels like White's uh, Blood Chief's Thirst or something. Except it it hits more and it it, it stays. So I, I actually really like this card. Um, even in a deck like Taxes, like I you know I, I like my Yorion Taxes and just being able to actually have an answer to things on turn one without having to ramp you with my Path to Exile. I don't have to play Dismember. I don't have to play Isolate. I get to just you know take your Arbor Elf, take your Amulet of Vigor. Take your Renin Six. This uh, card's great. This card is, I think, as great as you think it is. I think it's even better. Like you can take your opponent's Utopias for all on turn one, which is like the safe thing that the decks like Heliod or uh, um, or what's his name or Ponza really do. You know, they like just oh yeah, I'm gonna ramp with my Utopias for all because you can't touch. It's just like uh uh uh, not anymore. It kills Shadow. It kills Scourge. It kills Ren. Like this card, honestly, I think this card is insane. I think this card is like ridiculously good. It's it's probably the best effect of this kind we've ever seen. Is is that a fair yeah. thing to say? I mean, it. it yeah. I, I is think there so. anything you were you were doubting me there, Spider? Is, well, is, no. is, the, is there anything that's better than this? No, I don't think it's better. I think the one that I've heard it compared to the most is Anthenice. Um, I do say, think yeah. that this is better on the nice, you know, uh, you have to have kind of a mana restriction to get that snow mana, yeah, and it also, I think, is more of a liability, because you can, I, I feel like it's easier to hit lands than artifacts in modern, By but maybe... I, I played against uh, somebody playing the, um, I assume that it was the, the spike deck that, that we brought back, and they went uh, turn two on thin ice, your dryad, and on Thin Ice, you're Azusa, and I just played a Ghost Quarter, and they conceded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they put them on the same land? Yeah, because they... Uh, oh, no! <laughs> their other land was a duel. <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, yeah. Uh, it's it's different, but, like, it, it just hits everything, and it can come back, and you can it bounce does. it and you, with the fairy and get something different later. I, when, once, That's what I was going to say. Once the Soul Scar Mage is not relevant anymore... You can just bounce this and eat the the um, the sprite dragon or whatever. Like, 
and it just hits so much. There, there are so I, few things that get around this. I'm even that, looking at this are, like in control decks. Like I, I think I could play exactly. this in, in blue, in, in white, you know, blue white control. Like I can probably play this card, even though it kind of seems like it's more, you know, maybe suited for for some other you know builds like like spider saying taxes or whatever i i think i can play this that maybe it's sideboard there maybe it's not but like it, it just deals with so many important cards in the format yeah. on one that just like well in you hit that card on one or hit it on two and it just changes the whole game from there you know and, and no questions and, asked even like it yeah, exactly, only yeah. nice ask you to play with like snow basics and it forces you to fetch those basics or you yep. get like the new duels from like Kalheim, whatever. Nobody plays those cards; those are bad. But uh, <laughs> this one doesn't ask for anything. Yeah, this one doesn't right. ask for anything, and it just it just takes care of everything. No questions asked. Like your opponent has an explosives, cute. They have a chalice, awesome. They have a walking ballista, nice. Uh, it just I, I think this is one of the best. Well, maybe spells. not chalice, right? Well, if, if it's <laughs> if it's not on one. <laughs> Or you can yeah. wear for this. <laughs> like it's on one, right? You like, wear for like same this. Thing with... Okay, okay. You, yeah. you get this. No, you, you can't get this with Ursa Saga. I almost got too excited there. No, <laughs> you can't. You can't. Almost you can. almost can, but you can't. Yeah, but you can't. The way they, so they tell it. That was, I, yeah. yeah. It, uh, it reminds me a lot of Skyclave Apparition. You know, it's mm-hmm, like yeah. one of these sweet new white cards that just kind of gets all the things you need to get. And you're going to have decks that you're going to be playing both of these. Like, four well, Morbihole, four Skyclave, so, just get everything. I think that's why I feel like... Like, I feel weird for thinking that I would want this in control, and I think it's because I'm comparing it to that card, and I'm like, I'm not going to play that card in control deck. Skyclave Apparition. Um, but this one I just can. Like, like yeah. maybe this is just... It's, it, I think it's just sick. In fact, it, it, yeah. combos, it combos great with Apparition, because, like, when you have blink effects, you can, you know use the apparition to exile something you blink the apparition they get a token you exile it with the portable hole that comes back oh, so, oh i know i'm gonna be yorion looping exactly. you're gonna get tokens eating the tokens with it i am i am ready <laughs> dude i know i know it's kind of sick um so this one i i didn't see a lot of people freak out about about this one and i'm just like Am I missing something here? Why am I so excited about this card? It feels like it should be a lot. It should have a lot more people talking about it. But I guess that busy with counterspell. Yeah, counterspell just. We're really all too excited about counterspell, man. Yeah, <laughs> you you can't really steal counterspell's thunder, I guess. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the other two cards that we have are one of them. I think I think it's pretty interesting. It's one in a green. It's called Prosperous Innkeeper. It's a one-one creature halfling citizen. I don't know why citizen is a creature type, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> when it enters the battlefield, you create a treasure token, and whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you gain one life. Um, it's weird, but I, I... The only thing that made me think about this is that recently I've been playing the Yawkmoth deck. Hmm. So, it makes... Like, that deck already plays with uh, Soul Warden, uh, the, the green version, which I can't remember the name. Um, well, Essence it? Warden. Essence Warden, Essence thank Warden, you. Um, so, that deck already plays Essence Warden, so I was thinking, you know, I wonder how relevant it can be to staple a treasure token to that effect. Uh, notably, this one says uh, when a creature enters under your control, and Essence Warden says both players uh, whenever a creature enters. So, you also gain life off of your opponent's creatures. Um, but that part is not really that relevant that often, honestly. Uh, it's usually because it allows you to combo off uh, without losing life with with the Ogmoth, but 
Um, so yeah, uh, honestly, not not that much to say about this one. But you know, if people are doing indomitable creativity things, and you know, you have, and I'm not I'm not looking at anybody in particular right now, but uh, you know, <laughs> no, have, for real, like having a treasure like that card really has changed the meaning of the value of a treasure in 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 a modern deck in my in my eyes since i've seen a lot of people messing around with that so um i don't i don't undervalue treasures anymore uh, that's just not me. <laughs> that's just not me because prismari command ended up being a lot better than i thought it would it was gonna be <laughs> i thought it was gonna be just utter garbage and yeah it turns out that it's actually pretty decent in the decks that want it but uh, yeah the, the last one actually is 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 interesting so um, instant power war the kill, which is an interesting quite one. a mouthful. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's an interesting, interesting name. Uh, but yeah, yeah, one in a black for an instant. It says destroy target non angel, non demon, non devil, non dragon creature. That's it. It, it, it's solid. I mean, so it's another, it's another doom blade. Is basically what it is. It, it's, it's a doom blade. With... Yeah, but I. I'm, it's I'm a doom thinking, blade to go for the throat, whatever. Exactly, but yeah. thinking in the context of modern, like I'm trying to think, it what, it misses a couple. What so, does it miss? So it misses sprite dragon. Oh, that's that a big is, one. That, that is a relevant one. Um, uh, the, beyond that, there's a couple of little ones that you'll see. Something like there's a couple of shapeshifters that see play with like whatever that. I always forget the one that like makes things cost one more. Unsettled uh, mariner. Oh, yeah, man. you know that's here, that's here and there. Um, I don't Restoration think there's, there's angels. Yeah, I mean it's right. pretty fringe stuff. I, I think Sprite Dragon is really the big one. Um, I guess it doesn't hit Mutavolt, which might come up. I I think it's not a you're 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 not going to hit a situation like you can't say you'll never run into it, right? You, yeah. you, I think you will run into it every once in a while. You will hit something where it'd be like, oh, wow, this like doesn't kill this. Yeah, um, for sure. But like you, you're just trying to compare... Um, when I look at a card like this, uh, what I'm thinking about is what am I comparing it to? And the cards that I'm comparing it to are going to be... Um, number one, it's going to be obviously Doomblade, which Doomblade misses on some pretty big ones, namely like Lurus, Death Shadow, stuff like that. That's why basically Doomblade sees no play whatsoever. Um, then we have Heartless Act, which misses on um, Walking Ballistas or you know Ravagers. Whenever people play Ravagers, or uh, but <laughs> uh, the the biggest one is 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 that it's, it's Walking Ballista or uh, stuff from uh, the Yawkmoth deck, because you know you can suck stuff and give give counters to your to your stuff, so they can't kill them basically. Um, Heliod stuff. Heliod is stuff as well. That's a big one for sure. Uh, because F Spike Feeder can move counters around, or just heal it itself with some gain life effect. You can just counter counter the Heartless Act. Um, so that that's basically I, what, what, I'm, what I'm thinking of here. Like go for the throat. I, I think the the biggest one it's competing with right now, because the one that like I'm playing in in Esper, eliminate like that. Hmm. Eliminate being yeah. able to hit Planeswalkers is yeah. really big. The fact it kills three mana to Fairy and Ren and Six is huge. So. Yeah. If I'm looking at, I mean, you know, all of these cards are generally played as the fifth and beyond copies of Fatal Push in a deck that's going to be playing them because you're you're probably just playing Fatal Push over you know, yeah, most of the sure. stuff. It, it, it hits the majority of what you need to hit in the format. Um, 
So I think the biggest card it truly is competing with is Eliminate. Because I, I feel, personally, I think that's the next best one. Some other people are experimenting with things like Over the Throat. Some people are playing things like Blood Chief's Thirst. I think those are okay. I've had the most success with, with Eliminate. Um, yeah, I don't even... think I would play it over Eliminate. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm playing that over Eliminate. There's some well, Vanishing Burst now. Yeah, Which there's that a, as well. If you're playing a deck, they can play play it, sure. Yeah, so that's yeah. another one that I've seen people play lately. What's interesting to me, the big one that all those kind of like black removal spells miss and Fatal Push and Eliminate um, that comes to mind for me is, is the Stormwing Entity, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's if you compare this to Eliminate against Prowess, Blue-Red Prowess specifically, this misses Sprite Dragon while Eliminate misses Stormwing Entity. So yeah. you know, there is some, some give and take there. Yeah, but I think go for the throat. But but yeah. By the way, I've seen people play go for the throat earlier today. I saw it happen today in your stream. But what I was gonna say is like I feel like you're already playing push against that deck because you're playing black. So if you're playing against prowess, you're playing push. So you have push already to take care of the sprite dragon. So I feel like it's a lot more important to get rid of the the entity in that case. So I guess that in that case specifically, you would want to. You know, I guess that you you could just play it because you can just say powered word kill you know, <laughs> your thing. That's true. You know, just because you want to say the name of the card. That's like, a big feeling. Which, which, yeah. which is a good reason to play it. To There's great flavor here. I mean, like, I don't know if either of you guys really D&D people, but like, we, we got basics with flavor texts. Like, I, I know I, I think first thing, portable hole mm -hmm. is spoiled. I saw someone asking, like, okay, but what if I put a portable hole on a bag of, bag holding, of holding? What happens? And yeah. it's like, that that is just great flavor. I, I, I'm very excited for the D&D &D set. I think we're going to get a lot of really cool stuff from it. I, I have historically been really against magic moving out of its own IP, but I think Dungeons & Dragons is a totally fine space for it to move into. It's a little bit different, but it's still the same kind of fantasy stuff. I mean, it's stuff. the same company, right? Well, is it, yeah, I, I know it's the same company, but it's still a different universe, right? Eh. So, like, I just like when magic is magic, but at the same yeah. time, like, it's the same kind of stuff. <laughs> um, like, Zendikar just is the D&D, &D, like, it just is D&D &D yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's anyways. what I was going to say. But, like, the whole Weatherlight story, uh, it's basically just D&D. &D. Right, yeah, they right. Just, they so just that, that's what I'm saying. characters for them. <laughs> right. So, I'm, I'm come whatever. Um, I will say, as another side note, because I did say this about the Urza Saga thing, um, the alternate art for these are also super sick, because they're, like, old manual art so like they they didn't they didn't spoil what it was but they had a beholder that they spoiled we didn't get to see what the card actually was but it showed us the beholder and then it showed us the showcase version and it's like this sick old D, D handbook version of the beholder and it looks awesome so i'm excited for that too Dude, they're really doing it with the whole alternate art things yeah they, I, they really I get them and put them in a binder. I don't put them in decks. I, I think they look pretty. They're pretty to look at, but then I just I don't actually play with them. No, for sure. Like it, it really feels like they they figure out that they can make a lot of money by making a ton of alternate arts and like old frames and stuff. They're doing like old frame fabled passage too as well. Uh, so like they, they they it feels like they finally figured out. Hell yeah, we can we can make so much money by doing this. Why? Why did they do fabled passage and not the why didn't they do the one that's actually like play Prismatic Vista? Why is that not Prismatic Vista instead? Isn't that the one that's actually played in Modern? Because it's Modern Horizons, right? No, that's no, a standard. Yeah, one. Fabled Passage. Uh, well, no, 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 but the old Border one is that not? Oh, was that in the D and D set? I think I so. I think so. Yeah. I think oh, the, like, oh, it, it is. I one. I thought that was Modern Horizons. Yeah. I thought that was in Modern because I remember seeing it alongside, and they did the old Border one, so I I just assumed that was Modern Horizons. Yeah. I was like, why wouldn't it be the Modern one? Though? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 
uh, but but yeah uh, some cool cool stuff that, that that's coming up um we wanted to talk a lot to look forward. Yeah, we, we we had some other topics to cover today, but we are like well into an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> so I guess that we can we can kind of wrap it up here. We, we we will talk about the other stuff we wanted to talk about at some other time. So fear not, you will you will be hearing more from us. Uh, but but yeah, do you guys have anything else that you you want to you want to talk about before we wrap it up? That's it. I'm I'm just excited. I'm super excited for what's to come in modern. Uh, yeah, this ended up just kind of being an entire talk about the spoilers episode, which I think is fine. I I think that's like the most exciting thing that's going on in in modern right now. I'm uh, I'm excited to to play around with my lists with new cards and and all that kind of stuff. So lots to look forward to. You get excited and we just we can't stop talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. I, mean, that, I know. That, that was yeah. kind of like the, the the whole point of this, by the way. Like is, this was basically an idea that we we had with Evan we were just like we, we just wanted to hang out you know we just wanted to hang out and we just wanted to put put out some content and um, I think that this was an extremely successful episode in that regard so <laughs> I'm, 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 I would agree yeah I'm, I'm quite quite happy so hopefully you folks uh, enjoyed it as well and uh, yes yeah, Spider tell us again remind us where we can find you on on Twitch and Twitter etc yeah, it's spider space. Uh, no, no, no space in the spider space. <laughs> on uh, on Twitch and on Twitter, it's spider space MTG. And when do you stream? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. I'm 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 one of these all over the place people. So you you just got to be on the lookout. You smash that follow button, you're gonna get that notification. Mm-hmm. Boom, go check out spider. Only only for people <laughs> in the know, huh? That's right. Very, very exclusive. Very exclusive. Evan, let us know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I should start doing that, by the way. That's a great idea. Get people to have no schedule. Get people to follow you. Just to, uh, But yeah, so Everos on uh, on Twitch, E-V-A-R-O-S. Um, and I stream uh, Wednesday through Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Usually run until about midnight. Sounds good. And you can find me uh, uh, streaming on twitch.tv uh, slash F-P-A-W-L-U-S-Z. And you can find my, all my bots get uploaded to YouTube, so you can check out uh, all uh, all my content over there, which is the same thing slash fablush mtg. That's gonna be it for for us folks, but yeah, hopefully we'll see you again soon, and yeah, have a great one. See you later. Bye-bye. Take care. <laughs>